the language of desire and wanting and wish, Dharma language, not Western language, um, they have quite different meanings. Quite, quite different. We in the West can use it interchangeably. We say, oh, I really want that. I really have a desire for I really wish I could have that or whatever. Can you get any sense, listening to yourself there, of what might be a helpful distinction, not an easy question, between the wish for, the wish to eat, the wish for clothing, medicine, shelter, the place to live, and wanting, desiring, craving, must have. What might be the difference between the two for you? How would you understand? Um, wanting and craving maybe something that you don't really need. I, I don't. I don't really need. For example, like if, if, I, if I want something or crave something and don't have it, I'm completely content yes. without it. Versus if I right. wish for a meal, he kind of, it's kind of like a baseline. Could, let, let, let's go to, keep the, 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 the baseline as well. Sometimes in life, <coughs> there is the want and, 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 and the wish. Um, I'll come to a kind of Dharma explanation in a minute or two. And let's take medicine. That can apply to quite a lot of people. One has some, whatever, sickness, and one hears that there is this medicine which is available. The medicine is very, very expensive in some places. There isn't a national health service to provide it uh, there. What would be the difference between a real wish for and the wanting? What would be the feeling difference, the tone difference? medicine could really benefit me but I just can't afford it or it's not available in my country or whatever but I hear on, on social media online it's really working well for people with the same health issue and so I really wish I really want what would, what would indicate some difference between the two which you've already said but just in another way um, between the wishing and the wanting. and the wanting, the wishing and the wanting, the wishing and the desiring, the wishing and the craving. Uh, I'm not sure. No, not an easy question. So, take your time. <laughs> First response is not sure. <laughs> There's more than that inside you. Uh, the wishing could be again where. You, even without the medicine, I still am happy and, and fulfilled. You'd be, you'd be lucky. <laughs> I really need this medicine. It could be a lifesaver. I can't imagine not having it and feeling, oh, I'm happy and fulfilled anyway, <laughs> while I'm knocking on death's door. At least I haven't met such people, or very rarely anyway. So, there is this the wish human enough to move towards something which is a, a real need. It's not a luxury, it's not a nice thing to have, it's not to impress your neighbours. really wish for this. I'm using medicine, but it could be many other things. 
What is the relationship to it which is not charged with wanting, craving, pressure, must have? What, what a different kind of relationship to that which is important. Sorry, could you repeat the question? Yes, yeah, yeah, sir. <laughs> then I, I'm regularly <laughs> asked, encouraged to repeat the, 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 the question. <laughs> Sometimes I've forgotten what it was, but anyway. <laughs> so in this case, there is something which I would like, I wish for. Mm-hmm. That which I wish for is not a luxury. It's not to impress the neighbours. It's not a, a disposable really need this I'm using medicine as a fact here and as a metaphor for other things in life which really may be important Uh, there very easily a lot of wanting, craving, needing must have and pressure going with it Mm. What what would tell you inside of you the difference between that and a clear, firm wish for without any expectation on yourself to feel happy and fulfilled. Something's missing. And it's really important. What would be a relationship which would be wise with that which you wish for? Whatever it might be in this life, what is a wise relationship? To accept it if you, if I was in that situation, Go on. I would accept it if I had the opportunity to to have it or to, but not kind of grasp in. All right. Yeah. In, kind of fall down that spiral of doing everything I possibly can need and need, need it just yeah. to kind of if it's there enjoy right. it and benefit from it alright yeah that's a good uh, a good way I'll, I'll endeavor to make it okay. in Dharma language where you have ex- very very different words such a precise language of the psychology of the human being there. You have this word tanha. And tanha is wanting, craving, desiring, running after, must have, must get, must keep, etc. And this we see puts an immense amount of, which comes back to your original point, an immense amount of pressure on ourselves to get what we want and on others to provide it there. And the power of this wanting and desiring uh, is exerting so much influence that it is destroying our resources, having incredible consequences on our climate. It's creating a, a, a world of the haves got what I want and the have-nots who are quietly being forgotten and neglected and we say wow 
Do I want to live feeling that? And just the questioning, rather than have the lines, maybe, maybe, yes, I have the wish for. Apparently, I had this getting a bit old now, but I have the, the wish for a blue color. Receive this jacket, it's rather large, so we could, uh, um, Jamal, the Muslim tailor, made it nice and small, so, so it fitted this skinny body, and da 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 da, there. The wanting and the craving, the peace of mind with wanting and craving and needing, is dependent peace of mind on getting what I want wish does not have that in Dharma language so tanha is a force, is a movement of trying to get what we want from ourselves or from other there. and when we can't get what we want there is a blowback, there is a reaction agitation anger, hurt disappointment withdrawal, depression because I can't get what I want therefore the teachings are a teachings of inquiry and exploration into the force of desire many other things but that's there how's your lifestyle? Where, which city are you from? Uh, San Francisco San Francisco yeah, I know San Francisco reasonably well know the minds of some San Francisco people because I taught retreats there for twice a year for about 25 years so a little experience of the inner life of your good residence yeah. sometimes the good residents of San Francisco would turn up on the retreats there in their um, uh, SUVs right here that large rather you know, these vehicles yeah. with all sorts of silly excuses for owning them uh, there and in one of the uh, evening talks in Spirit Rock do you know Spirit Rock? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. so in one of the uh, evening talks uh, I mentioned consumerism because it's one's duty to I feel if one's in the land of Marin County and the privileged I said Marin I said, when I first heard Marin I, I, I said I thought it was more in there's a lot of money and a lot more in in Marin anyway so I said I, and I hope you know what SUV stands for in, in one of the afternoon talks it looked to me rather puzzled. I said, the meaning of it is simply useless vehicle. <laughs> I got some notes <laughs> on the board. Very irate and indignant notes. Who are you to tell me what I should drive? I'm a Dharma teacher. <laughs> I have the privilege of saying what I want to say, uh, etc. So, the key is uh, it's the exploration and a quiet dedication to moderation in the material world. 
there. Our beloved scientists have said to us that the universe, in terms of matter, the universe, in terms of matter, is about 8% of the universe. And my response to that, perfect, marvellous. That's how mu- about how much attention we should give to the material world. <laughs> 9% is far too much. <laughs> We've exaggerated its importance. And if we just give 8% to the material world, uh, there, we then have a lot more space for other important discoveries, and we have a, l- a lot more time for sharing, for giving, and, and to ensure that we're keeping to our 8%. And the poor will benefit because we are taking less in order to be able to offer more. And it's no easy task to live a life of dedication, quiet commitment and uh, a moderation uh, to it. And if you can... uh, stay really committed uh, to that. So how's the conviction to stay committed to moderation with life, with things and and not by the American nightmare which is called the American dream. uh, How's your commitment to For me personally? Exactly. Yeah, you're the one. You're sitting here. Yes, please. Uh, What's your commitment uh, like? Slight interruption here. Sometimes people on retreats, I wish they never attended them. And um, the uh, reason is, person sits on the retreat. She or he is fantasizing about what they're going to do when they get back, about how much money they're going to make, and what kind of lifestyle they want. And, then, and they want a partner with a big house and 2.2 children and 2.2 garages, etc. And, and, and their retreat is full up with this. And then 20, 30 years later, they think, oh shit, what have I done with my life? And when I'm asked uh, what I think, they say, yeah, you wasted it, you blew it. <laughs> so... <laughs> So what's going to keep the quiet commitment to dedication, moderation, so the material world has a valuable and important place, but it's low in the scheme of things, and that allows that. (coughs) The understanding of emptiness that Lubna was just speaking to us about, the deep sense of connection and responding with very difficult circumstances, the less clinging and holding on to things, as we were hearing, when, so that you could stay as true as you can to this till the nature breathes out your last out breath what's going to keep you really steady with this um, being insightful and aware of these emotions and desires as they arise yes. um, and, and realizing the, the human nature in, in, that, in those emotions but the uh, kind of the, the falsehood of them yes um, and it's it's been easy personally I've been traveling for five months now yes. it's been very easy to 
acknowledge and identify those. Yeah, beautiful. When I'm in good spirit. third world countries, mm-hmm. so to speak, I know it's going to be a lot more difficult mm-hmm. when I go back. Yes, yes. But, um, just staying on the cushion and, and staying mindful. Good spirit. Definitely. And, and, and one of the benefits um, of uh, coming here <coughs> um, is the austerity <coughs> the austerity of the lifestyle backpack you know whatever small suitcase whatever uh, it may be living with Im- immense uh, moderation having the experience of that having the authenticity uh, uh, of that and of course some people and people that I know some uh, my friend from San Francisco India and other parts are extremely uh, wealthy and have the blessings, numerous kinds of blessings but their communications and their conversations um, not about materialism that have that kind of wealth and blessed with it for a variety of uh, reasons but their heart and their way of being of hospitality and generosity and kindness is so so strong that uh, the wealth is kind of secondary to friendships and communications and practices and teachings and such people uh, are really, really precious so it's not a kind of anti-rich ideology there but it's the the way of the being how we are and that includes those who have the privilege of wealth as well also have much to offer and much to share and many kindnesses uh, we also have to remember uh, those whose lives are, uh, are desperate and only has to walk 200 metres to see that good thank you. All right, thank you very much thank you so quite a minute and then I'll give a short reflection These uh, meditations and reflections and, of course, the inquiry as well are an exploration of ways of looking at the fields of experience, looking more deeply than the everyday mind, sometimes that transition being uh, made from the cognitions of the mental processes and as uh, we listen to it starts to register it starts to touch a deeper place it sparks some fresh curiosities and 
and all of that exploration which goes on kind of the proof of the exploration in a way, the indicator of it is it just raises questions which seem extremely difficult to answer and we can't kind of find them in the book we can't find it in ourselves sometimes we can't find it in the other but sometimes in the dynamic and in the silences and in the sharing and in the voices and, some, and in the inner listening something comes through and it kind of registers and it stands out and it is challenging the understanding of emptiness as one um, of many expressions of life there what on earth is the relationship to the, some understanding and recognition of it and dealing with political conflict dealing with an intense household dealing with an abusive person and the exploration of that reflection and our experience and how we handle things and some wisdom and clarity about the relationship may begin to emerge for us we get some quote unquote answer the probability as well is that human beings with the infinite potential for questioning it may well then, will well then raise other questions there's a certain kind of vitality uh, to this and then we start looking as we were just listening to the good man a moment ago start looking at things that we've been told it's good to have, it's good to want it's good to make a load of money is good to go after this that and the uh, other and we've had the nerve and the courage to step out of that culture for uh, a period of time taking ourselves into rural uh, India or some other places there then we start questioning because we're out of that culture we've got some space and then that question what is this desire what is wanting? What's the impact on my life? What's the impact on others' lives or on the earth? What's going on? Is there a way that I can get a proper perspective on consumerism? Can I live more simply? Can I be happier living in that way? Can I make more space in my life for more important things than possessing and owning and having? And when we do that, the sensitivities and the love and the feeling for the marginalised, for the poor, for the neglected, for the forgotten, for the refugees, for the asylum seekers, for the new uh, immigrants, for the neighbours on the other side of the wall or proposed wall or whatever, they start coming into our focus much, much more. Because the desire for the self and getting has gone much quieter and in its quietness with all the good support that our society provides us then it allows for something else to emerge some other way of looking at life and we see a different point to life because we've looked at much of it and seen actually it's pointless because there's so much suffering in it 
interesting experience this uh, adventure into into life it's a pretty amazing thing to be part of all of this and if we have a kind of rich in the best sense of the word and full life and felt well I've experienced it as well and as fully as possible okay fine it's complete and there is a real sense uh death is okay because I'm not dying with the feeling of missing out on something that the experience of life was close it was intimate and that sense of completion that death belongs to that completion time now is uh, uh, 8.45 thank you for uh, lending an ear if the bell ringer would kindly ring the bell for us in uh, about 20 minutes time and around uh, 10 minutes past 9 have a uh, sitting meditation together and uh, thank you very much to the uh, two voices much appreciation for us all thank you